actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 today. More than a couple of you have asked me on the discussion group if I've heard any calls with a bad dispatcher. I have. A few times. And truth be told, I don't like to think too much about it. I don't like bad-mouthing a fellow dispatcher. Not publicly, because I know what we go through. Which is a lot. Nearly every day. But this is something that does need to be addressed. A dispatcher can make mistakes, but most of the times that a dispatcher gets in trouble, it's a simple mistake. We're human just like anyone else. You do something enough, and you're bound to make a mistake of some sort. Take me, for instance. In my estimation, I've talked on 911 and the non-emergency lines probably hundreds of thousands of times in my career. Have you or anyone that you know ever done anything at all hundreds of thousands of times? And if you have, did you always do it right every single time? Highly, highly doubtful. Those mistakes happen. This episode is not one of those where a small, simple mistake happens. This episode tonight will go over a call many of you have either heard bits of it or have some sort of knowledge of. Like on most previous episodes, I'm just going to go ahead and play the call without any intro as to what's going on. This one's a longer call, so I'll probably actually stop this one and discuss bits of it as we're going. Break it up some. So, here we go. Alan, when was your emergency? I'm in an emergency, a severe emergency. I'm in a flooding. My car veered off the road while I was doing my newspapers, and I'm flooded over here on the end of Kincaid, and it's all the way up to my windows, and I can't get out, and I'm scared to death, ma'am. Can you please help me really bad? I need you to calm down. I need you to tell me where you are. I'm on the, I don't know, ma'am. I'm on the end of Kincaid down here by these apartments. There's some apartments on Kincaid. I don't know what they're called. What color is your vehicle? On the other side of Kincaid, at the very end of Kincaid Street, there's some apartments. And right. I thought, Do you I have a dark blue car is what I'm asking you? What color is your vehicle? Yeah, dark. It's, it's gray SUV, lady. The, the mortar's all the way up to my windows. Okay, hold on for me. Don't hang up. And it's coming in my windows. I mean, I'm floating in water right now, ma'am, ma'am. And you're at close to the area, 5801 Kincaid? Uh, yes, ma'am. I need help right now. I'm, 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 I'm soaking wet. I'm sick, and I can't. I don't know what to do, ma'am. Okay, what's your name? Debbie Stevens. Please help me. 
you're not going to die. Hold on for a minute. Well, I need to, I'm, I'm scared. I'm sorry. Oh. I didn't know the water. I couldn't see the water when I came up on it, man. It just all of a sudden hit me. And you're in a gray van? I'm in a gray SUV, a Mazda CX-9. And you are a paper person? Yes, I'm a paper person. Please send somebody fast to get me. I'm scared. Okay, listen and to I me. Can't calm down I can't swim. I can't swim. I'm going to drown. You're not going to drown. Just calm down. Well, ma'am, it's all the way up to my chest. Okay, Please don't me. I understand. Hold on for me. Just I'm scared. I'm sorry. It's fine to be scared. You have a right to be scared. I'm scared. <laughs> Do you, did you go off the road into a ditch? No, ma'am. I was in the, in the parking lot of the, of the apartments cutting through to go to my paper route because I couldn't go down 66th Street because it was flooded. And when I got to the end, I didn't see. I couldn't see the water in that driveway, and there was water everywhere. And it just it just took me away and started pulling me, just sucking me in. And then my car, then my car died. And then my car, then my car died. How long is it going to be, ma'am? My phone's going to die, and I can't charge it. It's going to get wet. It's all the way up. It's all the way up to my neck almost. Okay, hold on for me. Hello? I'm listening to you. So I said, hold on for me. Oh, God, please help me. Lord, please help me. I don't want to die. Miss Debbie, I need you to calm down and hold on, okay? Oh, I'm scared, ma'am. I'm sorry. I'm scared. I need the cops to come get me. I need somebody to help me. I'm scared. Are you the only one in the vehicle? Yes, I'm the only one in the vehicle with all my papers floating around me. Okay, listen to me. Make sure yes, you're ma'am. in the area of 5801 Kincaid. I don't know what 5801 Kincaid is. I don't know. I just know there's two sets of apartments no, over know, there. She's not sure. Listen to me. I you're, listen to me. If you're doing the paper, yes. you got to know at least a little bit of where you are. I can do this paper route over here, ma'am. I was cutting through to go to my paper route because I couldn't get down 60. Tell me what you see then. What do you see? There's some apartments because all I see is some apartments. I don't know the names of any of these apartments over here. What does the apartment complex look like? I, I can't see them, but, ma'am, there's two sets of apartment complexes, one on the right and one on the left. And I'm in the back side of them back here in a bunch of grass. It looks like a bunch of trees. Okay. I'm going to send somebody out there to you, okay? What? It's already getting up to me. I'm scared. How long is it going to take? I don't have an officer available, so it's going to take a minute. So I'm going to try to get somebody out there to you. Just hold on, okay? I don't I'm going to die. It's all the way up to my windows. I'm going to die. You're not going to die. I can't die. die. I'm going to go ahead and stop it right there and try to touch on a couple things so so far in the call this dispatcher and the bit of the call we just listened to she did what she could to try to calm the the caller down multiple times the caller was obviously hysterical and for good reason she's in flood water in her vehicle and she can't swim that and some people simply are easy to get to that hysteric level. She seemed genuinely scared. And if I would have had her on the phone, I would have felt terrible for her in the situation she, she was in. The big thing out of this portion of the call that I didn't like was that the dispatcher did something we're not supposed to do. Trying to predict the outcome. She said, you're not going to drown. It's just like if you're on the call with somebody that's having a heart attack 
you wouldn't say you're not going to die. You don't know that. If you're a dispatcher and you think this is an okay tactic to use, drop that immediately. Don't tell your caller that everything will be okay or anything like that, really. You don't know that it will be. Sometimes, just because of the nature of the business we're in, it's not going to be okay. It's horrible and unfortunate, but there's little that we can do about it sometimes. Our hands are tied. That's another unfortunate side of our job. As I've said before in previous episodes, sometimes you're going to be the last person that someone talks to before they die. You have to be prepared to be that person. I hate that I've been that person before. The one who's talked to someone right before they die. I've done it multiple times. I don't like it at all. I don't think anybody would like to do that, but it happens. Let's get back to the call. I need to go and tell my mommy bye because I'm the one that died. Ma'am, it's all the way up to me. Ma'am, ma'am. Listen to me, Miss Debbie. Just stay on the phone with me. I'm going to get somebody out there to you. Just hold on. My phone's going to die, ma'am, because it's going to run my phone because my phone's going to get wet. Hold on for me. I'm going to get out and swim. If I could, I would. But I don't know how to swim, baby. I'm scared. And there's people over there watching me, and they're probably laughing. They're over there looking at me. People are looking at you, and they're not going to help you? Who set the cars over there, and they're just all looking at me like I'm stupid. I couldn't help it. I lost it. They just started pulling me down the road. Okay, hold on for me. I got my lights on in my car. That's the only thing you can see. I'm, I just need help. It's getting, it's getting bad. It's only because my steering wheel. I'm going to drown. Please help me. Please help me. How long is it going to be? Please, listen man. to me. Listen to me. I need you to calm down and hold on. Okay? I'm just scared, man. I understand that you're scared, but there's nothing I can do sitting in a chair, so you're going to have to hold on, and I'm going to send you somebody, okay? Okay. Hello? Hold on. I'm still here. Hold on. Ma'am, please hurry. Listen to me. I understand. Hold on for me. Ma'am, they're going to let me die. I'm not, not going to let you die. Why oh, ma'am, I don't want to die. I'm sorry, but I don't want to die today. You're not going to die. My SUV, my SUV is wound. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Somebody help me. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is <laughs> Hold on for me, ma'am. I'm holding on, ma'am. It's all I can do. I'm scared. Because it's getting higher and higher, and my phone's going to die, and y'all ain't going to find me. I'm going to get sucked away. Okay, just hold on for me. And I can't swim. <laughs> I can't swim at all. Oh, uh, <laughs> Ten four. It's gonna be in the area of fifty eight oh one Kincaid Avenue. I'm on the female I'm on the phone with the female. She's stuck in a 
van. She's on a paper route. I'm in an SUV. And she's got water up to her chest. What color? No, I was like it. Oh, please help me. Ladder one, be advised, it'll be a great SUV. And I've got my lights. I've got my lights on inside. You can see me. Ma'am? I hear you. Did you, you tell him I got my lights on the side where they can see me? Yeah, can you tell me how long it's going to be, ma'am? <laughs> it's getting high on me. <laughs> ma'am, I understand that you're scared. You're going to die. You're not going to die. You're not going to die. You're not going to die. Am I not on the phone with you trying to get you some help? Yeah, but okay, I need somebody to me up before I die. I'm sorry. You're not going to die. I don't know why you're freaking out. It's okay. I know the water level is I'm high. Scared. I understand that, but you're freaking out doing nothing but losing your oxygen up in there. So just calm down. But are they not going to come get me? You said what? I'm sorry. When are they going to be here? As soon as they get there. Well, how long is that going to be before I die? Yeah, I know. Ma'am, my phone's going to die, and I'm not going to find me, and it's going to ruin my brand-new phone. Do you really care about your brand-new phone? I mean, you're over there crying for your life. Who cares about your phone? I need to get down. I need to throw up. I need to throw up right now. Well, then uh, you're in water. You can throw up. It's not going to matter. If you got throw up on yourself, they'll still help you. No, my car is fixing to catch on fire. How if it's underwater? It's turned on. I can't turn it off. Your car is not going to catch fire in water. Oh. It's making awful funny noise and smoking. Oh my God, ma'am, it's all the way up past my door. <laughs> it's obvious from this portion of the call that the dispatcher was having to do multiple things while she was on the phone with the caller. She wasn't just talking on the phone with her. You can hear in the background talking with uh, someone on the radio. It sounded like she was initially maybe talking with a police officer, but then I heard something about a ladder truck, so she could have been dispatching both police and fire. Not sure. Don't know exactly. But past that, and I'm trying to be nice about this because I know she's in a rough situation, the dispatcher, as well as the other person, but in this, it's very difficult, the situation with the dispatcher. What I can't be nice about is some of the stuff that the dispatcher was saying right there when she said there's no reason to freak out. There is a reason to freak out. She is in flood water and can't swim. That is more than enough reason to freak out. If you put anybody that can't swim in the middle of flood water, they are going to freak out. That's going to happen. There are better ways to say something like that, but you would never say there's no reason to freak out. Then she said something about well, the caller said anyway about her maybe ruining her brand new phone. And don't get me wrong. If in this situation, that would not be my focus either, but this caller is hysterical. She's probably going through all these things in her mind. She, her mind's racing a thousand miles a minute. It's just really going. Anything that she's grasping onto right now 
she's probably talking about it, including her phone. Plus the fact that the dispatcher is saying, you're not going to drown. Everything's going to be fine. Stuff like that. If everything's going to be fine and this woman's not going to drown, then at that point you have other things to worry about if that's valid in the case. So she at least had some sort of a right to think, okay, my phone is going to be ruined. But when she started trying to rationalize about her vomiting, that was just, it, it was sickening to me to even hear that part. And I, as I said before, I hate bad mouthing a dispatcher. That's just unacceptable. You've got somebody that may drown. You're on the phone with them. They say they, they're going to vomit. And your reaction is pretty much go ahead and do it because you're in water. Do you think they won't rescue you because you got vomit on you? That's not the right way to do this. Try to keep the person calm. Just try to keep them calm. Do everything you can to do that. Reassure them that help is on the way if there is help on the way. Because sometimes, depending on the situation, help may not be on the way yet. In this, we could hear them being dispatched. You can reassure them at this point that help is on the way. Back to the call. Just stay on the phone with me. I'm going to get somebody there to you. They should be there because I'm sending fire out to you to help you out. <laughs> can I put you in can I, I need to call my mother-in-law so she knows I'm okay. Okay, well, you're not okay, so you can call your mother-in-law when you're actually out of the vehicle, so no, you cannot call her right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you pray? Will you pray with me? Hello? I'm here. I can still hear everything you're saying to me. I have. Will like, you pray with me, please? You go ahead and start off the prayer, and I'll listen to you. I sure will. Dear Lord, please just help me. Get me out of this water safely, dear Father. One of us has to have a new Father, just be with me and protect me and help me, dear Father. Please, dear Father, help me. My vehicle is ruined. Yeah, but it's better that your vehicle is ruined than you being swept away and nobody knows where you are. So just get on the phone. I'm going to be swept away because my, my mom no, needs me. No, you're not. You're, you have nowhere to be swept away to besides the street that you're on. So just calm down, okay? Well, I'm at the end of a street, but, man. Right, no, I, I'm, looking, I'm looking at it right now, and at the end of the street is some bushes, so you'll be just fine. Ma'am, it's getting all the way up to my chest, and I'm I know the water's the up chest. to your chest. Just stay on the phone with me, and I have an officer. I have an officer and the fire department coming out to you. So just hold on, okay? Oh, thank you. I'm sorry if I'm rude, but I'm scared. You're not being rude. I know you're scared. Just calm down for me. I'm scared. I've never had anything like this happen to me before. Well, this I'm will te- this will teach you next time. Don't drive in the water. Couldn't see it, ma'am. I'm sorry, or I wouldn't. Have. I don't see how you didn't see it. You had to go right over it. So. No, ma'am. I was in the drive. I was in the parking lot. There was no water where I was at. Okay. And when I got to the end of the parking lot, I was looking for the road to get out into the main road. When I got to the main road, it was too late. There was water, and I didn't. I couldn't see it fast right. enough. The water just didn't appear. I didn't see it fast enough. My headlight went out, and I couldn't see it. Okay. It's okay. We'll get you help and get you out of there. Just hold on, okay? Okay, ma'am. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <sighs> and you're not the only one that's been stuck 
in the water. We've had some 80-year-old kids. I understand that. This is Gary. It's Gary. I do tell people quite often they can call their relatives or whoever later on. I can be on the phone with someone in an actual life-threatening emergency and they want to call their sister or their mother or whoever. The dispatcher in this part of the call, she was right. You can call later. The most important thing is keeping up communication with the caller to update responders that are actually on the way out there. Some people may think that might be harsh or something along that lines, but our primary concern is the safety of the caller. That's my one positive from this segment of the call. The negative is a whole lot more. She says at one point that she's hearing everything the caller is saying. And it's pretty obvious that that she's just not. She isn't replying correctly to the things that are being said. If you're on a call, especially if you're having to multitask like this dispatcher is doing, you may not catch every single word. But don't act like you are when it's obvious that you're not. The dispatcher also said, it'll teach you next time, don't drive in the water. I don't know how you didn't see it. You had to drive right over it. She sounds like she's just straight scalding this caller. We dispatchers can get frustrated with certain callers. Come on. This is someone in a potentially life-threatening situation. Don't try to say, I told you so, or give some sort of a life lesson on a phone call that you'll be on for just a few minutes that the caller's likely to forget anyway. Just try to keep the caller as calm as you can. Use a different tone of voice, even. Not the one that this dispatcher was using, which sounded just almost hateful. Annoying. I don't know what kind of emotion the dispatcher was feeling, but it wasn't a good emotion. I can tell you that. Because I can't swim. (laughs) I think even though you can't swim, I think you can still stand up in this. How tall are you? Taller than me. I don't think so. I don't know. I'm only five foot tall. Okay, well, you're not three foot, so you'll be just fine. Okay. Well, the cops take me to my house. I don't live very far. Of course. Ma'am. Ten four. They're pulling somebody else out the water, and as soon as they do, they'll come to you, so just stay right there, okay? I'm not going nowhere, ma'am. I can't go nowhere. I'm just praying. Will they take me home to my house, ma'am? 10-4. Ma'am. take you 
and do all that, and they'll take you and drop you off. No, they have other people to rescue as well. So you no, have that's to. not what I said. They need to take you. They take me home, and my mother-in-law is going to come get me to throw the rest of my papers. I don't know if they'll if they'll take you home. They're just going to take you to a dry spot. I don't know what they're going to do when they get there. You'll, you have to oh, ask them because I have no idea. They're going to come get me. I'll call my mother-in-law to come get me. So you're going to have her drive out in this. No, she's out doing papers right now, and she's okay. a district manager for the Southwest Times Record. She's already out throwing around. I called her before I called you and she was out throwing around. She's out in there, she is. Okay. You know how much longer it's going to be, ma'am? As soon as they get there, I cannot give you a time. Oh, my God. What time is it now, ma'am? <laughs> Those people are standing up on their balcony watching me sitting in this water. That's pretty rude. A lot of people have called in on you, so I don't think that nobody's just sitting there. They actually know, called in, but they're not going to get their self in danger because you put yourself in danger. I understand that, ma'am. I understand that. I'm just scared. I know you're scared. And the water's creeping up, and in a minute I won't be able to talk to you when my phone goes crazy. You'll be there before that happens, so calm down. Oh, you. I'm sorry, ma'am. Mm -hmm. What's your name? Donna. Donna, thank you for being here for me, Miss Donna. You're welcome. I'm just scared, and I don't know what to do. I tell you, when it rains again, I ain't never doing this. That sounds like a good idea. Because, you know, Fort Smith, water papers is for just 20, like you just stayed I've, I've done papers for 21 years, and I've never had it like this. Yeah, I think that's understandable, though. Hold on for me, okay? Fourth yeah. place, this is Donna. How can I help you? <laughs> for which address? for Barlink for Highway 58 and 8? Okay, then I can cancel it. They got the Barlink got the Thank you. Oh, my God, ma'am. Yes. It's done. My phone's going to die. No, it's not. Just hold on for me. Ma'am, I can't. It's getting all the way up to my neck. You can hold on. Just hold on. Oh, don't worry. I got a pee so bad. Yeah, I'm on the phone with the female now. She's freaking out, and she says the water is going to hurt her. She's going to on the back side is all I got. Do you see the officer, ma'am? No, I don't see nobody, ma'am. 10-4, it's going to be a great SUV. I got my lights on, but I don't see nobody. Do you hear the fire trucks? Russian water, ma'am. I can't hear nothing. Okay, well, don't cry, and then don't talk, and then let me know if you hear the fire department. Don't what? The fire trucks. Tell me if you hear the fire trucks. Now, ma'am, all I can hear is Russian water. I see flashing headlights over there, but I think that's somebody's car. I hope they're not broke down. Too. Literally, 5801 Kincaid is what she said. No, she doesn't see her, and I don't hear the the, uh, the apparatuses either. Are you are you close to Oakbrook Apartments, ma'am? Yes, I'm over here by these two sets of apartments. Yes, ma'am. 
at the end of the street, at the very end of the street, that yes, little circle, whatever it is. Street in between those two apartments, yes. Right behind those. Okay, right hold on. Listen to me. I can't hear you on you the left hand side. Okay, hold on for me. Hold on. Sorry, ma'am. Sorry. Ma'am, it's just getting cold. My phone's gonna die. Ma'am, hold on for me. Do you see the fire department? No, ma'am. Pumper seven. Do you see her vehicle? My lights are on inside. If you can see my lights, my interior lights are on. Are you on the park side? Are you in the parking lot side? Are you on the road? And you go down the, what? You go down that street that runs in between those two apartments right there. And I'm on the, and and the street goes to the end and my car veered off to the left and I'm behind these last set of apartments on the left hand side. I'm behind them. I guess it's a circle down there. I don't know. I've never driven down on this part. I don't know, she man. She said she's in in between both apartment complexes on this street. At the dead end. In the back, in the very back side, there's a bunch of trees. Right there, the she showed us 5801 at the end. The back side of these apartments over here, where these people are at, they can all she see me. They're all standing out there watching Miss Debbie, you're going to have to shut up, okay? I need oh, you to I'm listen sorry. Listen to me. Yes, ma'am. Can, can you start your... Can you start your... Um, is your car still on there? Like, can you honk no. your horn? My horn is dead. Okay, hold on for My me. My horn is dead. Okay, hold on for me. Everything is dead. Listen to me. Hold on. Who, fire? Are they really? That's even higher. It's all the way past my doors. Hold on for me. Don't hang up. Ma'am, please. Hold on for me. Yeah, hold on. Ladder two. Oh, my God. And it's getting higher and higher. Oh, my God. Number seven is needing you in the area. 5801 Kincaid Avenue. They're trying to come to you. The whole parking lot is flooded. They're trying to find you, okay? So hold on for me. Oh, hey, I'm at the very back of the I'm at the very back of the end of that road on fifty eighth street. That's what street that is. I didn't know, ma'am. Oh my god, my car just had the news. Oh man, my car is starting to move, please. Okay, listen to me. I know. I'm I'm trying to get you as help as I can, okay? Just hold on for me. Okay, ma'am, please. I, I know you're die, scared. Please. I know. Hold on for me because I've got to take other calls plus you and listen okay, to all the other people. Okay, ma'am. Okay, ma'am. Okay, ma'am. Okay, ma'am. Okay, Okay, ma'am. Okay. Dear Lord, please just get me out. Dear Lord, please help them find me. Dear Lord, please. Dear Lord, please. Station one. 
number seven is wanting you to go ahead and clip up the boat and get it ready if they should need you. Okay, I know. They're, listen to me. They are in the area. They are trying to find you. They cannot find you right now. I'm trying to ping where you are, so do not hang up because this 911 call is helping me ping your location, so don't don't hang up on me. Okay, where are you moving to? Tell me where it's going. Okay, tell me where you are. Listen to me. Hold on. I'm on the phone with her right now. She is legit freaking out. She said the vehicle is now moving in the water, and she doesn't know which way it's going, so stand by. That's where this call ends. The caller's vehicle is being swept away by the flood water. We'll come back around to that in a minute. While the caller is talking about what she'll do if she essentially ends up in the water, she said she's five feet tall and thinks she won't be able to swim. The dispatcher said, you're not three feet tall, so you should be fine. People get swept away in just a few inches of flood water. It happens quite often. Again, you don't say stuff like this. At one point, the caller said something about the people up on the balcony looking down at her and being rude. The dispatcher said that the people on the balcony looking at the caller have called in themselves, but then said they're not going to put themselves in danger because you put yourself in danger. You should all know that people who deliver newspapers do so very early in the morning. It's almost always before the sun comes up. So she likely did not see the water she was driving into if there were no other lights or nothing for the light to reflect onto past the water. This is a short side note, but it is related to this. I've gone out night fishing several times on a boat before. I took a very high-powered spotlight with me. You shine that light more than a few feet in front of you, there ends up being no reflection that you can actually see. So I can actually see how the caller could have mistakenly drove into this flood water. Even though the dispatcher thinks she did this seemingly on purpose, it doesn't seem to me at least that this was obviously the case. I don't think it might have been. Then she said, you're going to have to shut up. She actually said, you're going to have to shut up. My God, you don't ever say that to anyone you're on the phone with. I know she's trying to do more than one thing, but you don't take out your own frustration on the caller. Then you could hear her at one point mildly laughing with other dispatchers in the background just before she greatly raises her voice with the caller. If you can't tell by now, this dispatcher just did a horrible job handling not only the call, but herself during the call. I think there are a number of factors to this. Again, circle back around to that in a few. There were a lot of things that uh, were working against the caller on this particular incident. She wasn't exactly sure of the location. She gave that she was in the back parking lot between two apartment buildings at the end of Kincaid Road. If the apartment complex is there, anything like they are here, that could be a dozen or more parking lots. So that took time. The dispatcher did say that they were 
working other rescues. So that did also delay the response to this caller. And from the research I did, this call looks like the units took around 12 minutes to get to the general area where she was in. When they finally got to the exact location, it was a few minutes later, but it took nearly an hour for them to reach the vehicle. When they finally did, the caller, whose name was Deborah Stevens, she had drowned. It was too late. When she was swept away, her vehicle was pulled into deeper water. Again, as I've said before, don't say you're not going to die, that you're not going to drown, that everything will be all right. This is a perfect example that it wasn't all right. There wasn't a happy ending. The dispatcher in this case, she'd actually put in a resignation notice two weeks before this happened. Then this was actually her very last shift to be working as a dispatcher. Just because it's your last day as a dispatcher doesn't make it okay to say things like this dispatcher said or act like she did. No criminal charges were placed against the dispatcher. In the realm of law, she did nothing wrong in the call. She didn't contribute to the caller's drowning. No negligence had taken place. Furthermore, in the report about the incident with regards specifically to the dispatcher, the review stated that what the dispatcher did was not necessarily something she would be terminated for. The quote from the report was, that it is often necessary to take a stern or commanding tone or even to raise one's voice. That is true on all accounts. But there are better ways to do this with callers. I can't think of any excuse for this dispatcher to act like this. Yes, gain control of the call. Try varying calming techniques. Raise your voice if necessary to kind of rein the caller in and the attention of the caller But don't just be over-the-top rude like this woman was, this dispatcher. You never know when someone's time has come. This was unfortunately the time for this caller. I can't stand the last words spoken to her while she was on this planet were so hateful to her. That's really all I got for this episode. Let's all chat more about it over on the discussion group on Facebook. I'll leave a link in the show notes for that as well as other social media. For Music City 911, I'm Brandon. Y'all stay safe out there and try to have a good one.